We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. about, about, about. Yo, 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 this is another week of Brunch Culture. The Brunch Culture Show. We should be like, yo, 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 it's the Brunch Culture Show. Ah. I feel like after that, then Kid and Play need to play. Dun, dun, dun. So we can what, what we can do is dun, 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 Yeah yeah Yo 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 It's the brunch culture show yeah. Wow that would be good You know this week I just discovered And you're gonna be Cause this is your group So you're gonna be so mad at me That I didn't know that Boys to men was saying Motown Philly is back again What did you think they were saying I don't know But every time I used to see that song Motown Philly I was like oh I probably wouldn't like that And I love the song I didn't know that was the same thing Yeah I I hate to admit it on live um, But it's not like But I hate to admit this to the world But I just feel like It's a confess Sometimes you have to confess stuff You, have to, conf- you have to confess it to get it out I just I won't blame you because you know we we understand that there's a lot of things that you don't you just don't know about lyrics and it's okay it's not your fault you know you know I'm horrible um, at lyrics but I think this is the worst this, this might worst. be this might be the worst I don't even and know how I missed that it's probably the worst because that song came out what like 25 years ago um it came out but like I'm 91. not a, I'm not like a super duper boys to men fan I mean I like their music but I didn't right keep up. but that like. And it's very, it's not even like it's one, it's not even like it's like mumble rap or anything like that. It's Motown Philly back again. I I feel like you just kind of, it's one of those things you just kind of hear, right? I was hearing it and then never made the connection to that was, it's, I literally went on the CD, skip that song. Because I was like, I'm not going to like that. And I didn't even play it. Okay, so you didn't listen to it often. So like no. you you haven't heard it often. Okay, that that's a little that's a little. It's more just a recently like gotcha. I remember it okay. from like middle school or high school. I don't know. I I told you that story that time of when I was watching the Grammys one time with my dad when I was a little girl, and I started singing I make I'll make love to you, and I didn't know what that meant, and he was like, "Stop singing that song," oh. and I got in trouble, and I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what was wrong with it. I had no idea what was wrong. <laughs> Wow! Oh, that's. I intense. had no idea what. what Meanwhile, I, I was just saying the other day <laughs> that as a kid, I used to be like, "So I creep, yeah, just creeping on the down low." No idea what the song is talking about. It didn't really care, and then became an adult and was like, "Oh, that's what they meant. They were talking about creeping." It's like young gotcha. innocent. She have no idea. No idea what like was going on. on with the melody, and then you, you get just, in trouble. And you're just like, yeah, you just keep it moving, and you. I feel like these kids these days know though. They have because that's because music today is not is not as coded as our music was. Our music 
was music in general. If you go back to like the twenties or whatever, like it was still they were still singing about sex. It was just a lot more coded. So it was metaphorical. It was the the biggest example I like to use is LL Cool J, who's a rapper, the doing it, doing it, doing it well song. He says scream here comes the man of steel the entire time <laughs> i said this i think i said this before on the show i thought he was talking about superman i used to always like you know act like i'm opening my shirt and put my hand put my hand on my waist and be like superman because this is the man of steel it wasn't until i was in college that i was like wait 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 hold on the man of steel is the man of steel like Whoa! I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea what they were talking about. The song in itself, doing it and doing it and doing it well. I didn't know that that's what they were talking about. I thought it was like, you know, I don't know. We're just like living well. You know, you you don't really think about what these lyrics mean. You just yeah. But today's time, you know, it would have definitely been like very direct. You know. The yeah, man of steel. No, yeah. There's no ambiguity in today's music. None Everything is like whatsoever. out there for the, you. The ambiguity the ambiguity comes through the mumble rap. Because you probably don't know what they're talking about. So it's Why are we even doing that? I don't understand why that's a thing. It's catchy. I guess. I'll say it's catchy. But anyway, um, so yeah, welcome to another week of brunch culture. Uh what we got to talk about today for uh, the United OJ is dragging folks off the plane. United dragging folks off the plane. And I saw people say they gave him the black treatment. Um, <laughs> but the funny, the kicker was he gave them the black response. When they asked old boy what was injured, my boy said everything. <laughs> everything. Bruh, my toenail won't grow right. <laughs> <laughs> my hair follicle is malfunctioning. Like, boy, my boy said everything. And I was like, I can't When he even said, just that. kill me, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> how did we get there? I felt, I felt so bad because it's like, this is not supposed to be funny. But old boy was just like, look, like, I'm about to get paid do you understand do you understand i'm about to get completely paid like this is yeah somebody posted that you know it's sad that nobody helped him i wonder like if i was on the plane and that was happening what would be my response I likely feel yeah. I likely feel like I probably would have been doing the same thing that everybody else was doing, was just trying to document it with my phone. And maybe I'd have been like the lady. Did you see the lady that was to the left? If you're watching the video, she was like to the left, and she was like, "How is this possible? Like, why are you doing this?" I feel like I probably would have been a couple notches up from her because I recognize in this space if y'all dragging him out, he's an older guy. You definitely gonna do more than that. That at least, or more than that, to me. So, let me try to toe this line of standing up for justice, but also making sure that I ain't next. <laughs> so I probably would have been, you know, I'd have been on something like that. I would have made sure I stood up for my homeboy, but then, you know, I can't. I got a concussion, missing teeth, nose broken. It's like my boy, man, said everything. <laughs> everything like when i saw he was having vietnam ptsd it just 
I was at the office, yo, and I burst into hysterical laughter when I saw that. Because <laughs> my dog, they said, I think it was like Huff Post, and they was like, when asked what is broken, <laughs> he said everything. <laughs> I just, it gets no better than that. Like, <laughs> bro said, oh, this how y'all gonna treat me? Gotcha. Everything's hurting. Everything is broke. It's, it's irreplaceable. It's, irfi- it's, it's un- not fixable. I'm having these issues. Y'all finna pay me. Like, when he got, it, his situation got Delta spooked. So they, <laughs> right. they like, we'll give you $10,000 to get off the plane. We don't want them problems. And that's what, that's what they said. Because they said, what's it, United lost about, what did they say, like a million dollars or something like that in, uh, in value, like perceived value, like their value. I thought it was a billion. Came. Oh, is it a billion? Yeah, a billion makes more sense because it is an airline. So a million dollars is probably not that much. So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's in your best interest to say, look, if this happens on us, we got you. We will pay you. You won't have this problem because. Listen, when they say we'll give you $10,000, you know, everybody be jumping off that plane. I am volunteering. <laughs> you don't, you don't even have to mention it. All you got to just say is we need a, my hand is up. I'm first in line. We overbooked. They'd be like, Randall, I thought you got to go to vacation. It's okay. It's I'll okay. be there a day later. Right. It, it's going to pay down my No, I'll be oh. like, look, I ain't even got to go, bruh. <laughs> if you don't want me to go, I ain't got to go. I, I need you, to go because I need the same thing that happened on my flight back. at me. That's right. I was just going to say, holla at me. Give me, slide me this money. I'll find a ride. I'll hop on the Greyhound to get home. You ain't even got to worry about me coming. You need my other flight too? All right, cool. Let's let's make that happen. You giving away $10,000 to get me off a seat? <laughs> That's going straight to Salome. You and me? Do you remember the Nailed movie? That, you remember the movie everything. Baps? You remember the movie Baps? Uh-huh. And it was like, I don't think it was $10,000. but $10,000? We hit. That would have been me, like ten thousand dollars. Wait there. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm is sending done. that straight. I'm splitting it up between all three: Great Lakes, Nail Net, and Sally May. Yeah, I got it. I just, I just have to slide it on over to Nail Net. Here you go. <laughs> here all that. you go. That's how, see, that's how us young professionals. That's how we're gonna pay down this debt. Miss flight book and flight and we both Again. we both fly pretty regularly so the chance is us now we just got to get on delta so i got a delta flight to lax oh. at the end of may and i'm really praying that it's overbooked Look. going and coming so i actually found a cheap uh united with all of this going on i don't know if it was because of all this going on but i found a very cheap flight back home from florida uh to united so i i was like man, man. Now, actually, they real cheap actually going from there to dullas because i was gonna fly to dullas um yeah, when actually, i go to dc next week yeah that's actually what i'm doing i'm flying dullas I actually flying dullas so yeah um i'm i'm all over that if y'all are you know looking for a flight try united uh <laughs> i was waiting for it to come now you gotta I wonder be careful. how much they'll give you forget probably nothing um likely nothing you might you know you got to fight your way the funniest thing was there's a meme that said uh it was like first class 
Business Select, and then Fight Club. They had like the little diagram. I'll, I'll send it to you. We can post it actually, but it's like Fight Club, right? And mm-hmm. so as I'm reserving my tickets for United, the, it showed the airline, uh, the airline like diagram, and I was like, shoot. This ticket so cheap, but it's in Fight Club. Like, I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come strap. Like, I gotta make sure I'm ready to to box some people to get my seat. The funniest thing I saw was a a, a a message, a tweet that said, "Hey, United, my ex is flying from Atlanta to San Antonio. Flight twenty one forty five, row twelve, seat B. Do your thing. Do your thing, right? <laughs> make it happen. Go ahead on and uh." Make them pay for for, for for this this failed relationship. <laughs> nah, but that was of course social media is always great. Like seeing everything that was there's like a commercial too. They have like a commercial where it's like you can pay. Um, it says something like you can pay like fifty dollars extra and you can select the the race of the person that you want to get kicked out. Um, mm-hmm. It was like for, for fine first class. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. Yeah, but y'all be careful on you, these United flights. And if you fly Delta and you get, you know, $10,000, slide me just a couple hundred. You ain't even got to give me a thousand. Just slide me a couple hundred because, you know, I told you. And we let you know about it here at Brunch Culture. We can always use some extra funds. Trust me, I am not, uh, I'm not saying that this shouldn't be there. Speaking of extra funds, so... If we all know at this point that Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, is apparently going through a divorce and the age old question of her being a gold digger, people just kept saying, like, you know, apparently like her prenup said something like as long as she's married, she gets like a is it a billion dollars per um, or a hundred million dollars or something like that? Is it a hundred million dollars? It's like a hundred million dollars for each year that she's with him or something like that. So it's like after five years, she gets five hundred million dollars. Oh, I heard two things. I heard that it was How long did had they been together though? They've been for five five years and two months. Oh. Right. So I heard that I heard two different things. One of the things was that after five years she got five hundred million dollars. The other thing that I heard was she got a hundred million dollars for every year that they were together. Either way, she's walking away with five hundred million dollars apparently from this. And yeah, everybody keeps saying that she's a gold digger and she did it just to get the money. So what you think? I don't know, but I'm really seriously gonna ask solicit her to give me um some money to pay back my loan. <laughs> Cause she got it right. Cause she. It won't even hurt her. She won't even miss it. She all apparently Janet Jackson herself is already worth like something like two hundred and fifty or three hundred million dollars herself. Yeah. So So, I mean, she not gonna miss it. I don't know why she did it. I don't think she did it for the money. Yeah, I don't think she did it for the money. I think she married because she was probably in love with him. I mean, she converted to his religion. I don't think she did that simply because. She wanted money. I, I think that she don't no. need the money, and she's a Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So, I th- the the idea of her being ever being broke, or even like her children, and she doesn't ever even seem broke. like super super duper flashy. Like, yeah, that. she's not that at all. So, I, I think people just wanted to. It just wanted it. People just wanted to be funny because it really is like she has no reason to like, you know, swindle this man out of money. But at the end of the day, 
there was an argument. People were saying like, oh, she, is she not going to take the money? $500 million is $500 million. I don't care how much you worth, <laughs> how much you already got. Somebody going to slide you $500 million because it ain't work out. I mean, are you going to put it, give it back? Like, no. I think this is what she needs to do with the money. She needs to really give back to us as a people. If she already got $250 million, take that $500 million, Probably not even going to be taxed like that because she over in another country. And just try, just get a collection of all African-American student loan debt and pay, and it, pay off. it off. Wait, we should start, Give a, back. We should start a change.org. Wait. Give that money. You no, you own to something. Wait, wait, wait. You own to something. We can do a change.org and petition and that, that she pay off. And that approves she's not of, a gold digger. That's it. We, That's how we can fix we her helping image. her, yeah, fix her image and rebranding herself because people think that she's a gold digger. Lisa, you a genius. You talking about somebody? I'm really on this student loan debt today. I need it to be paid. I don't want to pay it. No I was just gonna say I need to be paid. I just don't want to pay it. <laughs> I, I I cringe that I have to pay it. Like I, you know, I'm thinking this is how much money of mine that I'm working for that could be mine <laughs> if I didn't have to give it to y'all. Yeah, she what chance did for yeah she what chance did for Chicago Public Schools and I attended she public need, schools. Um, she need to do that life. for us. To people that attended public schools. Now, she can't give it to the current public schools because then we're going to be out. Not that I don't yeah. want people to support the current public schools. But, but see, if she I'm give back to us as a people, it's it's like our 40 acres and a mule. It's not quite it, but it's like her helping us get what mm-mm, we deserve. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. Because you can't, if you compare it to that, then we might not get out 40 acres and a mule. And so I'm still so we hopeful still, that we're going to get it. So we, we need, still need reparations from the white man. But why the white man? <laughs> the black woman can roll. <laughs> But the white, the black women always have to come to the she rescue. Come, yeah, that's what. You know, black women is always good for taking care of, just taking yeah. care of us, just coming in and rescuing us. This is yeah, that's what I'm saying. While we Super still Jackson. waiting on a white man to give us our money, she could come and Super liberate us. Jackson, yeah, from from this from Wonder this Jackson. No, what, you know how many people would love her. I, I love I her already. You talking black. about would love her? I love her already. You got to tell her. That I you feel love like her all black student loan debt can't come up to five hundred because we already a minority. You know what I'm saying? And then we a double minority with college educated. You know, I so it can't how, be that much. I just love how you're considering everybody. I'm around here just saying, like you know, Miss Jackson, just me. <laughs> No, because I Cause feel I like because you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to figure. Out you got to take care of yourself before you can start taking care of anybody else. So you, we got a campaign for us, <laughs> and then once you take care of us, then we. Can I feel like, like you know, I need that. I, I just want to run into somebody in the airport and like accidentally save them, and they ask me what I want. <laughs> You gonna take a bullet for them, or you just kind of want to like stop them from falling or something? You remember what was what movie was that? Richie Rich or something? No, it wasn't Richie Rich. I can't remember what it was. What a man he accidentally ran over the dude bike and he gave a blank check. I know, yeah, blank check. That's what it was called. I remember that blank check. That's what I want that happened to me. No, but the kid ended up getting in trouble though, didn't he? Like, yeah, I won't get in trouble. I'm not gonna try to take a million. I don't want the million. I'm just just trying to get all that. (laughs) 
I just want my debt to be paid. I just want to start off as a free person. I just want to. I want to be walking outside someday, and somebody be like, "Oh, you look like a poor black man. Let me pay your student loans." Okay. Here you go. This is great. This is the struggle of the black young professional. So we've come up with a plan, and we're going to start a change.org for Miss Jackson, Mama Jackson, Baby Jackson, Love the Jacksons, My Everything Jackson. Um, And we're going to, you know, hope that charity to public post public school participants and (laughs) black we saving ourselves right we got to save ourselves right that's what i'm saying and we've been fans of hers since the beginning (laughs) when she came out (laughs) i don't know what i'm just saying i feel like it was my whole life We've been fans <laughs> since my whole life. <laughs> We've been fans since my whole life. So, you know, if anybody knows Mama Jackson, Miss Jackson, we love you, Jackson. Please uh, slide this episode to her and let her know how much we care and that we are just, you know, struggling young professionals that's just really trying to do good in the world. And it would just really help if she can you know just uh, just take care of all of this student and we you know we've we've done great things with our degree our degrees don't wouldn't you agree like we yeah we're doing great things with them very productive citizens and that's you know that's what they asked us for so and out here do doing that. nothing bad we just out here trying to you know impact the world but how impact much more impact could we be able to give if we, if we were liberated from this day. debt I, this is amazing. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna support Miss Jackson, and um, yeah, please help us out. Yeah, we love and we you. would shade Tyrese, but we asking any celebrities that really want to give, you know, feel we, free. Now we don't. We want to talk about the comments. Your comments, we just think we're out of line. We don't want you to say anything. But you know, if you really want to give back to the community and help, I'm the community. Please, and and I'll respect the apology that you gave. Um, as weak as it was, as <laughs> you know, you finally gave an apology after this being what you've made much of your um, motivational speaking career off of, and you finally decided to give a blanket apology and talk about how your mom raised you right. And I, I'll I'll agree with all of that. If you can just eliminate this debt. Was it fast? The new Fast and the Furious movie came out, right? And didn't it make some like obscene amount of money? In, yeah, like, it made a weekend? lot. And yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, we need to start our celebrity pool for the black student loan debt. And I just think pay everybody my student loan debt. student loan debt. I just think that if we start with me. <laughs> <laughs> if we start no, we with me. Everybody so people can be motivated. See, yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Okay, because I'm thinking. Be motivated. Just so what I'm concerned with, though, is if like they start with everybody, then they'll be like, "Well, how much do you make?" And then they all be like, "Well, you got to go to the people that like either don't have jobs or like." No, 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 no. See, we can't do that. We gotta. This is about liberating us as a people. As a people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is about it's us as a people and the struggle. Okay, so Tyrese, you know, we we 
hey, we support you. We know that you love women. Um, we know that you love black women. And well, we will know it if you can support us and help us with these student loans. Now, if you hear this and you don't help us, then, you know, you just really need to get yourself together because it's really bad what you've been saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know this how you just started filling out. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, when it comes to your skin loss, <laughs> you be all on, all for the struggle and standing up. And you be like, we need somebody for your skin loss. You be like, oh, oh, you know what? I was just thinking, right. you know, we need to take a softer tone. <laughs> Everybody deserves a second. I chance. know you love women because you made that song called Sweet Lady. I know the lyrics to that song. <laughs> Sweet Lady, would you be my See, that's how I know you love women. As soon as he'd be like, Well, I ain't got no money for your student loan. <laughs> I just find it real interesting that you could write a song called Sweet Lady and then call women whores and treats. Start selling out real <laughs> quick. <laughs> It's like that picture of when it's like Trump said anybody who build a wall will get their student debt paid off. <laughs> Sign me, like, me up. Sign me up. How many days do I got to work on right. this wall? Way to shovels. <laughs> Listen, and you start being like, man, I'm sorry, Mexico. I want y'all to come. I'm not to get you. I was just going to say, then you plan, a, you plan a vacation in Mexico and be like, you know what? I'm just going to spend all my money over here. <laughs> so, I was, I feel it was really just, bad. I, I, I built really this business. Wall. Right. I was, I only worked on uh, like 10 feet of the wall. It really wasn't much. <laughs> <laughs> Considering what I did, you can actually just walk around it. Like I didn't do much. It wasn't. <laughs> you can just fly. Over it. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't have much. Sorry, passing out plane tickets over there. I made it very, very. It was. I made it very, very weak. Um, so you just come. It's yeah. Them student loans that have you questioning like everything. though for real. You be like, look, if I can get these loans paid off, like I do something strange for a little change. I just <laughs> need these to go away. Can you handle them? <laughs> y'all tell us what y'all think about the stuff we talked about with OJ's and Mimosa today United Passengers, Delta Tyrese, Janet Jackson if you want to pay off our student loans if you have it and you want to send it our way because you're just such fans of the brunch culture and you want to liberate us feel free to send us an email at brunchculturebc at gmail.com we will not question where the money came from we will just pay Nail Net, Grand Lake, Great Lakes, and uh, Sally made that money. And uh, you, we won't. We will tell you thank you. We won't ask you no questions. For um, all of my student loans paid off, you can win a, a dinner with me. Um, <laughs> you'll be like TLC. Remember when TLC was giving like a sleepover? If you gave like five thousand dollars to make an ACD, how? <laughs> We can have a sleepover, a slumber party. They didn't call it sleepover. It's like a slumber party with us. We're 30 years old, right? <laughs> it's like, what? A slumber party? We'll come cook you dinner. Randall can make oxtails. I make the bomb macaroni cheese. Me- mean oxtail. A mean oxtail. <laughs> a mean oxtail. We can, yeah. 
I make the bar macaroni and cheese. We can have whatever soul food you like. Randall can make you some sweet potato pies. Yes. It'll be taken care of. What you need? What you need? What you, what you need? Ah, God! What you need? What you need? All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back for our main dish. Well, now we're back with our main dish. Um, yeah, so y'all, anyway, we said this before, but really, we just really want to put it out there again. Loans need to be paid. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to pay them, we gave the insight to pay them. Just want to make mention of that again. Just keep it fresh. Um, but today's main dish is making friends, making friends as a 30 year old and I thought this was so interesting to me and I was talking to Randall about it earlier is because making friends at 30 is so different from 20 and because I've had a few dysfunctional situations with friendships in my 20s that situation was so interesting it really made me think about reevaluating how I pick friends and so no shade to the dysfunctional friendship I had because I think both parties kind of as you grow both of us kind of were responsible in part for the dysfunction so I'm not putting or implicating any one person but you just start to grow and notice things you want and this and don't want um and things that work for you and things that don't work for you and it's a part of growing and so at 30 you're like approaching friendships and you're like you know I know what works for me what doesn't so I found myself kind of semi interviewing people that are my are new people I meet not like oh I'm going to interview you but you ask and pose questions in conversation to see the response to see if you want to continue this situation gotcha and it's not like I you know can't make friends with anybody but at 30 and I just know who I want around me and who I don't want around me right. and what I can handle and what I can't handle. So recently I made a new friend and <laughs> we went to lunch and it was just very like, you know how I am about super happy people. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's real. So, um, like she was just being really super happy and I was like, oh my God, I know <laughs> like this is going to be our last. But we hung out again, and it was like, oh, okay, once you get over that fake nice thing, and you were cool. So now we cool. But I was like, at first, I was like, oh, you about to get the cut, because I can't this whole <laughs> overexcited thing. I can't do it. That's I. That's not, that's not going to mesh well. But you still start asking deeper questions, like, what do you feel like a friend is? Or how did your friendships go wrong in the past? And it's like, you, it's the same questions you would ask if you're about to date somebody, but you start asking them as friend questions because you're like, okay, I could have prevented some situations before had I knew from the jump what type of person this was or how they value friendship. Right. Um, and for me, and for some people, they be like, dang, that's kind of deep. It's just your friend. But I feel like, man, if you had to deal with some of the situations I had to deal with, you'll be asking these questions too. You wouldn't. You want to be very, very cautious. Very, cautious. very very cautious and very very specific <laughs> and just it's not even like 
people are bad people, but it's just that y'all had two different definitions of what friendship was. Right. You got to make sure that you can work well with a person. Yeah. The amount of energy you should put. Because some people really don't value friendships on that level. Or, you know, or they kind of have a surface. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It's just how they categorize friendships in their life. So it's not like I'm saying past friendships that were problematic were necessarily they were bad people. It's just like their how they kind of value friendships was different. So you have to make sure we're on the same page with friendship. So I think that's why I kind of like for 30, that's been my thing. Like, let me make sure you value friendship. Like I value friendship. Right. So I want to invest my time and expect return when it's like, Oh, I don't really, that's not how I, that's not how I do friendships. And it's like, oh, okay. So if I know on the front end, I don't even have to waste my time putting energy into it. Right. So I think the the thing that is different about, you know, being friends or making friends or maintaining friendships at this age is you kind of know you have you're more aware of what works for you and what doesn't um and you now are meeting friends in different places so you're no longer meeting people in the closed environment of like a college setting or a house uh, a high school setting or like a school setting right when you're in a school setting you kind of you're there for whatever amount of time and you guys are usually you kind of have to see people you have to interact with people you're bound to cross paths with them and that's typically how you know a lot of friendships are made even today like you know most of the times you're making friends with like colleagues or you know people that are in the same field as you because you guys kind of interact that's the way of meeting people but the difference of today is Everything is, you know, by choice. You're not you don't have to see people. You don't have to spend time with them. It's just different. And in that sense, it's like I think I realize now I'm making decisions about friendships and meeting new people and hanging out with people. And those decisions are driven by like what I have time for and what I want to engage in. If there's a situation or a personality trait or, you know, habits or attitudes or whatever that we can't work out or that is just kind of who you are and you're setting your ways and you're not going to change. Then I think at this age, I find myself, I'll say for me, at least I find myself being less willing to like put up with stuff that I don't have to. I'm like, yo, I'm an adult. I pay all of my bills. I'm responsible. This whole ship moves because of me. So if there's a part of this ship that I don't like, I can change it. I have the power to do so. Like I don't, I'm not subjected to anybody else. And so it's like, in terms of making friendships for me at this time, it's like, how, do, how well do we work together? And, and there's, there's certain, you know, we, we talked about this before having friendships and having friends for different things. Um, and so sometimes, you know, it's, it's not even really like that deep. You might have a person that this is a person that I just kind of hang out with or whatever. And this person's really fun. But when you start getting into like the, the nuts and bolts of a person's personality, one thing I always say for me, and, I, and I'll just put this out there. I don't, I really don't like people that aren't direct. I hate like passive aggressiveness. I hate, you know, people that, 
won't address the issue. If there's a problem and there's an issue, no matter how big, small something is, I think it's really important to be like, hey, here's here's something that didn't work for me or doesn't work for me. Here's my problem. And we can kind of address it, talk about it and deal with it. People that are like more passive aggressive and that will say, oh, well, you know, it's really nothing. But then you kind of get these like sharp digs or, you know, you don't hear from them and then they'll come around and be like, oh, well, you did X, Y and Z. That kind of stuff doesn't work for me. So at this stage in life, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't have time for that. And that doesn't that won't I can't maintain that type of friendship. So I think for me, the difference of making friends now and maintaining friendships is I realize I'm in control of my life. Like I don't have to put up with something that I don't want to put up with. Um, And so for me, I'm less I don't really I'm not like, you know, I don't ask questions about you know how do you view friendships and things like that because i feel like for me things i look for those things to happen as what i consider to be organically so it's like you know we'll learn start to learn about each other we'll talk about each other i'll pick up cues based on what you say and how you interact with other people and vice versa but i can't even take that risk no more (laughs) (laughs) for me it's like if you can't do like if you can't you know communicate or if something that you're doing that I kind of we kind of talk about and it persists and it continues then I'm just done like I don't you know and it's not like oh my gosh you can't be my friend but it's just like oh it's minimize how often I spend time with you because yeah this is bound to to crash and burn because that's not working for me you know like I'm not I ain't gonna be able to deal with that yeah I feel you yeah I need to know I don't need it I don't need any ambiguity um <laughs> I don't want to waste my time, but I am. I think I'm suffering from PT. Uh, what is it? Friendship PTSD. Friendship PTSD. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a real thing, but uh, it could be a real thing. I, I don't know. Say, it could be. Yeah. So I kind of want to know things up front, and it's not that you're not gonna know stuff up front. I mean, like you're not gonna pick up on cues, but I feel like. I don't even want to invest my time. If you tell me from the jump that you kind of like deal with friendships kind of with a long wooden spoon, like I'll talk to you kind of like, it's not like a talk to you every day kind of thing. But if, if you're always making withdrawals and no deposits, like if you're kind of that kind of person, right. Um, just let me know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think so, the, the, the thing is, sometimes with that, people, you know, people always show you their representative. And I think it's a it's probably and likely it's a bit of both. I think that's why for me, I always think like I just got to, you know, they'll happen. Things will happen naturally. Like you, you meet people and people are fun. You can hang out with them. And and I'm a big person. I'm a conversationalist. I love to have a conversation. Like, I love good conversation. I love people that can talk about, you know, everything. It doesn't have to always be deep. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be literally anything. Very surface stuff. We could talk about Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj. And then we can also talk about, you know, uh, what's going on with nuclear weapons and North Korea. Like, we can talk about those. We can talk about, you know, different topics. And those are the type of those are the type of people that I like to keep around and things I like to have. But I think I started to, I start to know when people start talking about their other friends and, you know, yeah, that's the cue. Like yeah. what happened with your friend? Like, Oh, uh, you know, when they, it all, when it's always the other person or when you can't take joint responsibility for the right. failure, because it's never just one person. Then right. that's how I know. 
if you that's ha- huge for me too. Right. If you're you start talking about something that's going on, because a lot of times I find myself like we'll end up, you know, being out at brunch. We talk about the th- same things we talk about here. You know, we'll talk about friends or you'll talk about like a crazy situation that you were in or something that's going on at work and hearing how people respond to those things and what they have to say about them and, and, and all of that stuff. For me, that that's how you start to get your cues of, oh, this person is that type of person. And I still feel like you still have to give people, you know, some degree of experiencing them and knowing. But like, for me, things are just all telling of how you deal and interact with everybody and how, you know, how you tell the story about something, how you talk about, you know, your experiences in general. If it's very like, I'm the victim, I'm the victim, I'm the victim, I'm the victim, then there's a problem. Um, at some point in time, you know, you got to you gotta make some changes. And I realize just for me, that doesn't work. Doesn't mean that a person is a bad person, but I'm mindful of those types of things now, of which case, I don't think I was mindful of it before. I think, you know, when you're a lot younger, you have less less knowledge of what's to come or what's going on. And you, you still are trying to figure things out. But in this space, once you, you know, you got some success under your belt, you got some money in the bank, you, you know, you found some like career success and, and relationship success. And you have your friends, that whole idea of like, you know, no new friends. Uh, I, we, I think we, we've, we've kind of settled on the fact that that's not the best way to be. But what it means is also is that like, I know what works for me. I know the type of people that I like to be around. Um, I still find myself to some degree still wanting to hang around different people because I never want to be like a person that's so stuck in my ways that I can't be around somebody else. Another type of person or people that do things different. I'm like, oh, that's how you learn and experience life. But I don't, you know, I know I know what works and what doesn't work. And I can like meet a person and in a group setting and be like, yeah, I'm likely going to stay away from that person because I know, you know, my attitude or, or my response to the things that they're doing to people. If they did it to me, it wouldn't be a good it won't be a good mixture. So let me just, you know, take let me handle myself. And I feel like that's what's different at 30. You just you're a lot more aware. And you do things a little different. You move differently when it comes to making friendships, because you're not just hoping for stuff. You have a lot of things and you're like, hey. I know what I like. I know what I want. Yeah. And you don't have time for the drama. Like if somebody always has like functioning drama in their lives, that's a person that I'm going to steer clear of. Because it's kind of like, how can every, you know, it just be chaotic everywhere. It's like a fire everywhere. Right. Like you can have, you're allowed to have like one or two, but when it's just everywhere and you're talking about like they did it, uh, no. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, even with that, because sometimes, you know, you can find yourself in like just some crazy situations like you never thought that maybe you like, I don't know, you did something or you had like a personality flaw and everybody turned or turned on you or whatever. I feel like, you know, and uh, things happen. But my my biggest focus is how are you responding to those things? Like, yeah, are you having, taking personal responsibility? Yeah, are you taking personal responsibility? Are you saying like, well, maybe I can do this to try to make it better, or maybe I could do this to fix it? Um, I'm really big on I'm a solutions based person, so I want to know what you think the solution is. You know, we can talk about stuff, but what's happening? 
in terms of making solutions with everything in your life. If it is, uh, I want to go back to school. I was having a conversation with somebody that was telling me recently and they were telling me like, you know, we kind of started talking about uh, school and college and stuff like that. And um, they end up saying like, I didn't finish college. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, and I was like, I mean, that's fine. You know, you're in the career that you like and you're, you're, you enjoy your career. So it's fine. It's like, well, I'm actually not really happy about it. I was like, oh, okay. So what are you doing to change it? And the response was kind of like, well, I was working on this, but I hit this person up and they didn't, they never got back to me. And so I was like, oh, okay. So like, do you still want to do that? Are you still interested? Yeah, I'm still interested. I'm just waiting for the right time. Well, the right time for what? (laughs) Like, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like what's happening? It's like, oh, well, you know, eventually I want to go back to school, but I just don't know where to start. And I'm like, well, have you like reached out to counselors? Maybe have you asked your other friends? that you've gone to school like that have gone to school like where to start like have you tried to do any of that no not really i mean i i will but it's just i just haven't i just haven't really been able to do it and then at that point i'm like uh yeah you're probably a person that's like not really into solving problems and just talking about things being problems and i know for me that doesn't work like you gotta we got to try to we got to say what the problem is and try to solve it. Otherwise, it's not going to fly for me. Conflict resolution. That's I think that's one of the big ones. How does one handle conflict? Because that really kind of frames and shapes relationship. You know, what I'm saying how yeah. we can bounce back if we're able to address the problem. You we know you hate passive aggressive behavior. Um, and so if we're able to directly you know, talk about the problem, that's the person you want to keep around. Like, right. No matter what the issue is, can we sit down and talk? And do you want to have a conversation? Like, do you want to verbally communicate about the situation at hand? And come up um, with a resolve, a real yeah. resolve. And understand that that's going to take, you know, that's not going to happen through a text conversation. That's not going to happen through it. Likely it may not happen. I'll say that it may not happen through a text conversation. It may not happen through one conversation. Not if it's yeah, it, it might be. It's going to take some getting in people's faces and, you know, just just kind of kicking it. It don't got to be like I think the beautiful thing and that I've learned about friendships now is there's a lot to get out of them. And so like a lot of good stuff, a lot of good laughs, good time spent, you know, random activities, uh, meeting other people, you know, making friends with your friends, friends like meeting other people. There's so much goodness to come out learning about somebody else's career path like, you know. I'm not in this field, but now I know about certain things that pertain to this field simply because one of my friends is in it. And so we talk about, you know, what they're doing or what's that or I can ask them questions and things like that, like that type of stuff. It's a lot of stuff to get out of it. So we can just sit down and just kick it and, you know, go do something fun, but still have a conversation about, hey, like, you know, X, Y, Z happened. This is going on. Like, let's let's make this work. Those things are. If, if we can do that, then that's a plus. If we can't do that, then uh, uh, it's probably not going to work. Conflict is a rite of passage to, the, I feel like, the deepening and strengthening of a relationship. Because conflict is going to come. So how you handle it. Like, I feel like the depth is on the other side of the conflict. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've talked, we've definitely discussed that before. Like, you know, it is... 
when you, you start to look at the relationships that are really tight or really solid or the people that you feel the closest to and it's usually the people that you really have had some history with you know having some problems or having to go through some some kind of rough situations with that person and being like all right let's you know move out here yeah i think that's cool and i mean if you look as a reflecting it's like oh man that's cool like how that worked out because i hated them at one point yeah <laughs> It'd be very true. Very true. <laughs> like a pleasant surprise. Oh, <laughs> like you're still around me. Okay, cool. <laughs> so y'all, let us know what y'all think. Uh, how does it look to make friends at thirty for you? Have you found it to be a struggle? Do you think it's easy? Do you not do it because you're like I'm thirty years old. I don't need new friends. I got enough. Or not just um, thirty? Because maybe everybody not thirty. Maybe just like compared to making friends today than like 10 years ago or five years ago or in some cases maybe like two years ago yeah or some you know some people don't even have friends oh well that's unfortunate if you don't have friends <laughs> get some friends yeah i thought you was about to offer your friendship no on the air no 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 <laughs> we are you know every week we release a show and we're great friends that way. Um, we can be social media friends. Uh, feel free to follow me. I'm I'm fun, I'm cool with that. But you know, realistically, you just can't be everybody friend. Um, yeah. Woody <laughs> had Buzz Lightyear. You got a friend in me. All those other people were fun. You know, Woody wasn't trying to be friends with like. You Mufasa. know, it's an app that for friendships now. What? It's an app for friendships. How does that work? I saw it on. Like, if you move to a new town and you're looking for friends, it's like an app. And you could, like, it's like Tinder for friends. Oh, isn't that, I was just going to say, isn't that what, like, Meetup is? I actually did that. Like, the Meetup app, you can actually go out and find people with, like, partic- like similar interests. And you guys do something. I, w- I was a part of, like, a book book club from there. And, you know, it's, I've had some weird experiences. Uh, <laughs> I remember going to this one happy hour. And there was a group of very awkwardly put together people. Um, <laughs> I feel like that would be like the socially awkward app. It was very, very interesting. But I also went to another happy hour where there was a group of people that were actually really cool. And, you know, it, it was a bunch of people that had just moved to town and was like, hey, I, you know, somebody suggested that I get on here and try to find it. And a couple of those people I still kind of keep up with every every so often. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you need friends, meet up. Anyway, so yeah, y'all let us know what you think about making friends today compared to how you were, you know, if you're 30 in, in your 30s, you know, how, how does it compare to being in your 20s? And if you're in your 20s or if you're in your teens and you listen to our show, like how do you make friends today as opposed to making friends uh, back then? Hit us up. Use the hashtag hashtag. Uh, bah, 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 bah. use the hashtag chat bc um and also hit us up on uh, social media on twitter at instagram oh gosh on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture you guys can also email us at uh brunch culture bc at gmail.com and we will be back for our roast. Alright guys, and it's time for our toast or roast and the toast or roast portion of our show. We pick something that 
is on our mind, something that we want to talk about, and we toast to it, which means that, hey, I'm giving you a toast for being great or doing something good. I'm shouting you out and giving you kudos. Or we roast it, which means that, you know what? You suck. Or this sucks. And I kind of got to let off some steam to go in. So this week, I got a roast. I actually have a few roasts, but I'm just going to keep it very light because we don't have much time at brunch. Um, so there's two things I want to roast this week. I want to roast dealing with this uh, Cleveland, Ohio shooter. I want to roast and not maybe it's not so much of a roast to you guys, but just ask. Please be mindful of what you are posting on your social media accounts and to these, you know, Internet, these Instagram blog sites, Instagram gossip sites like be mindful of what you're posting. You're reposting someone's death. Um, I found out about this guy and actually saw the video of him murdering the older gentleman, which I don't, do you know his name off the top of your head? Cause I actually do want to say his name because one of the things that I've been seeing is that people aren't actually saying his name and apparently his name has been released. Um, I'll find his name. I'm looking at, I'm looking it up now. Okay. I have it by the time you <laughs> gotcha. get it. So I, I, um, but I saw people posting the video on Instagram of I just saw a video. Robert Godwin Sr. Mr. Robert Godwin Sr. God rest his soul. He was murdered on Facebook Live, apparently. And this has made his way to Instagram. You have a bunch of sites and people and accounts that are reposting this thing. And my explore page it was like six or seven of the the videos that were on my explore page was literally this picture of this old guy so i'm like oh what's going on with this old guy so i see the guy talking to him and i'm like oh i think the old guy's gonna bust out in like song or dance and then you see a gun go to his head and the guy shoots him and it's like why are why are people reposting this yo like this is somebody being murdered this is not television this is not you know fiction it's not something that's made up it's not they're not using blood bags and stuff like this is real please like why would anybody ever want this to be anywhere on their site like we have to be mindful of what we're doing and what they that says we're giving this dude this psychopath a platform to basically show off what he's doing and to continue to brag about it like don't repost it if the the beautiful thing about social media is that we can get information out to people so if you want to get that out put a link and say hey this guy just murdered this unfortunate man here's a link if you want to see it like so you can have the knowledge and know what's going on but posting the videos on social media so that they automatically pay play and people watch these things it's it's terrible please don't do it and if you did do it and if you are a person that thinks that oh well i'm gonna do my own reporting and post it out like nobody wants to see that that's not something that a person that's in the family would want to see repeated over and over and over again they're going to probably go on to social media for a, a outlet or to look at something or hear about something else and they're saying that you know their loved one is being killed on social media like nobody wants to do that so roasting to y'all for doing that and then the other thing i want to roast is whatever sick crazy people that are out there that are 
coming up with GoFundMe accounts, creating fake GoFundMe accounts to filter in money for somebody else's name. Apparently, there are a number of GoFundMe accounts that were made in the the response to his last name was Godwin, right, Mr. Godwin? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, there were a number of GoFundMe accounts that were made to quote unquote help the Godwin family, and they didn't come from the Godwin family. It was fake. And people are creating this and trying to get money and profit off of somebody being murdered. That is sick. You have a problem. I don't care how broke you are or what's going on. You trying to profit off of someone's death is morbid. It's crazy. You should be evaluated. You should be really embarrassed to be a person that does that. Like that, that makes absolutely no sense to me. So if you're a person that is engaging in that or has engaged in that or does that, like slap yourself because that's it's sick. And if you know people that are doing that, like call them out, like stop associating yourself with them because that doesn't it's horrible. It's embarrassing. It makes absolutely no sense. I'm a person that I already get annoyed by people making rest in peace shirts, but I kind of get it. But to create a GoFundMe account simply just to try to play on people's, you know, sympathies and people's feeling sad and their sorrows and them giving money to a cause that's not going to actually help or impact them just pad your pockets like you're sick you're crazy and you need to go to jail and that's my rose for this week yes i couldn't believe when i saw that they were making fake gofundme accounts i was like really people it's what are we doing it really is disgusting it's despicable i don't even understand why someone would do that um to this week i want to toast um, Married Millennials, the podcast. Oh, actually, two podcasts: the Truth Table podcast and Married Millennials podcast. Um, I discovered Mar- Married Millennials um, because they had a feature in Blavity, and then I just thought they were hilarious. Um, and Truth Table because they really—it's three women, and they really talk about um, being a woman in a Christian world, and it. I, it's just relevant to what I do in my life. And so I just been laughing and been given life. So I've been laughing at married millennials and then truth table has been giving me life all week. So I just want to shout out to those two um, podcasts. I just love the fact that black people are producing our own content and yes. creating platforms for ourselves and not waiting for people to put us on, but putting ourselves on. And so dope shout out to married millennials and truth table um we have to this week's good vibe this week's good vibe comes from bj thompson and it's similar to what we talked about it says avoiding conflict weakens relationships Mm. avoiding conflict weakens relationships sometimes we don't want to have conflict because we think it's going to hurt the relationship but in if we avoid it, it ends up hurting it. So what we're trying to avoid, we end up creating. Um, so yeah. So shout out to BJ uh, for that dope thought. Um, as always, you can catch all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Instagram at brunch underscore culture, on Twitter at brunch culture, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher iHeartRadio, Google Play by searching Brunch Culture. We are like everywhere. everywhere. You want to be. Yeah. We're like MasterCard. Uh, 
hashtag chat bc and we would love to interact with you on social media if you have any show ideas for us or you want to send us any comments um email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com if you want to pay off our student loan send us an email there we will very quickly respond to you um and set that up with no problems it'll no be a problem whatsoever thing. Yes, it'd be very seamless. Everything will be taken care of. Um, yeah, rate us and subs- rate us on iTunes. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Um, it really helps us. And remember, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>